Yo, so I just want to say a few things about Kristen Ebling. First off, she's an original. Like, her guile, I mean, there's not too many people that speak like her. The way she talks is amazing, because she'll say things so fast, but it seems like the faster she talks, the more clear she gets, which is, you know, unexplainable. Yeah, she's unbelievable. Not trying to kiss too much butt, but she's a podcaster, an original podcaster. She's an original Coors. Yeah, but you need to start the show. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) This is always normal. Yeah. Turn it on. This is how you talk. (laughs) What's up, skaters? Welcome back to another episode of Vent City. Today on the pod, we've got the beautiful Ted Schmitz, the exhilarating Kristen Ebling, and the... Alex, give me an adjective. Oh, that's so rough. (laughs) The romantic Alex White. Did you just call me romantic? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I start off every episode with hardcore making out with my girlfriend in front of everybody on the pod. Um, Y'all homophobic? No? Good. (laughs) There's a a 30 second... uh, Quota of uh, PDA that we got to fill. Yeah. Ted uh-huh. and I just look back to our phones. We're like, okay, <laughs> we're just going to look down for a second. Let's get into this. Ted, uh, what is what is really good in this in this skate world? Yeah, uh, let's talk about what's good. We're going to run through a list really fast. Uh, first thing is Pat Burke is the best thing. Um, Cosign. Uh, other than him being the best thing is Danny DeCola is the best thing. Um, I didn't expect December to be so awesome. Uh, I thought skate content was kind of slow just in terms of like traditional rippage stuff. And then Pat Burke and Danny DeCola uh, just woke me up, made me feel really good. I didn't expect any of it. And uh, and I loved everything they did. Also, starting in January, uh, I, I get my first uh, test at a job in skating. Wow. So, Where at, Ted? What? Wait, tell, tell us everybody. more. Tell everybody. What? I will be a messiah. Uh, I will. I will be like Luke or Matthew. I will scribe the Bible uh, <laughs> on uh, on a on a digital platform. No, I'm gonna be helping them with the website January, February, and March, and then we'll see how I do. Woo! So, I'm so stoked for you. Did you yeah. quit the and for all car of us. parking? Uh, you, you want to tell Bobby Green that you quit <laughs> live on there? Uh, no, but, but yeah, I will be parking cars on Sundays only. Nice. Wow. Yeah, That's amazing. Yeah, I uh, I co-signed I'm the, super the, hyped the slave video. was amazing. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I hadn't even... Uh, Danny DeCole is an old friend of ours. And I, yeah, it was amazing. Last part in the video and just... I think you said this best, but Danny's like philosophy in filming skate parts is like, I'm going to ride my skateboard on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he has a few tricks that are, are, I think his last trick as well is like, he just goes to, to a spot and just rides a skateboard on it. Yeah, it's it. Yeah, it's a, just an awesome way to skate. But that's uh, that's what's good with me. I hit three of them. Ryan, what do you got? Quickly, uh, the Cafe Sonata video was exceptionally beautiful ted's looking at with a confused look because he hasn't been on the internet much the last week uh cafe is a company out of the uk that uh 
Corin Gale and our friend Dom Henry ride for. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's uh, maybe out of Bristol, but I'm not sure. Uh, and yeah, just awesome video. It's like 15, 20 minutes long, really short and to the point and just well edited. Uh, and I think that a lot of people enjoy a video that kind of comes as a surprise. Yeah, yeah um, a lot of good news coming out of the uh, UK. <laughs> Dude, Ryan, you're like the U.S. ambassador to UK skateboarding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, thanks, for, uh, thanks for the correspondence. If not, we'd yeah. have fucking no idea what the fuck's going on over there. <laughs> Just look at his foreign policy track record, yeah. Ryan. <laughs> Elections in the UK, not so hot. Cafe Sonata, pretty good. Pretty uh, hot. Yeah, other than that, uh, whew. Uh, did y'all see the Antoine Dixon clips of him skating on his Instagram? At really like fucking one of the plazas? Well. Yeah. well, he skates at Santa Monica Courthouse, but uh, there's just been a, he's been posting a bunch of good clips and he's had like a full like recovery rehab. I don't know, you know, I, f- I feel like he went through a few years of, of not skating and uh, it's just awesome. I mean, yeah. who, who doesn't love a good uh, comeback story? Those yeah. have kind of made me the, mo- the most stoked on Instagram. Um, and aside from that, oh, I met Bernie this weekend. That was, <laughs> that was, oh, and by the way, yeah, by the way, uh, yeah, really weird turn of events, but I talked with someone at the campaign like a month ago and loosely emailed back and forth and, uh, didn't really hear much. And then they sent me an email out of the blue and they're like, Hey, you want to come to Venice on Saturday and skate at the skate park during the rally, uh, with Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez? And I was like, uh, with, with her, she was skating too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so I, I mean, I hate that park. I can't skate it, but I was like, yeah, fuck it. I'm, I'm down to go. And so I drove out there, uh, Saturday morning. I left, we had like a fundraiser holiday party on Friday night. And I just drove out Saturday morning at like four in the morning, got there at 10, super tired, met up with D Vargs. Um, and we, we skated the park. It ended up being like really uneventful, which was for the best. Um, there were a lot of people there and kind of people trickling in, but around the skate park, it was just kind of that. That park always feels like you're doing a demo. Yeah, yeah. There's always yeah, uh, and yeah. Uh, unfortunately, it's got fences. one of my personal favorites, the scapegoat, uh, Leandre Sanders, was not there. No, uh, yeah. no. <laughs> it turns out he's a Buddha Judge supporter. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, he wasn't there because it was early in the morning, but also it was just kind of a weird scene, you know, like people had to get through security to, to go to the skate park. Um, but yeah, it was funny. Like they handed me a shirt and I skated for a little bit. And uh, and then afterwards, they're like, oh, if you want to take a photo with the senator, you can. And so <laughs> they like carted me backstage and I'm like standing next to Tim Robbins and like a few L.A. Ba- Tim Robbins spoke at the at the rally. Uh of uh, Shawshank Redemption fame and Great uh, movie. proxy fame, yeah, will make me cry every time. <laughs> oh, yeah. So yeah, I'm just uh, standing there, just feeling so fucking out of place. Like I just have, no, I'm, I have no business being there. Um, and yeah, after they did the, they, I mean, it was probably like I saw Cornell West speak, and then AOC, and then Bernie, and. Uh, yeah, he probably spoke for like 30 minutes and then afterwards it was just such a shitstorm of like people trying to get photos with him. They shot like a photo with the crowd and then they basically had all of us lined up on a, a piece of tape. So there was like a tiny little piece of blue tape that said my name on it and he would just move and we were like five feet apart, all the special guests and he would move through the line 
and shoot a photo with each person. But it was like, I've never felt so tired for somebody in my life. Like after, <laughs> I think earlier that day, he gave like a, he gave a, a hotel speech with like a bunch of people, including like Kim Gordon from Sonic Youth and Herzog and a Peggy Aki too. Really? And, uh, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and then, he yeah, he did the, the full rally. And the night before he was in San Diego, so you can imagine how that feels. And then they did this, shot all the photos, and then immediately went to Vegas and did a whole full another rally that night. Yeah, Jesus Christ. And just like watching him getting carted through, taking photos, I felt I felt like bad. I was just like, I don't want to be here. And this is, yeah, this is a... This like is rough. Tiring it must be. Oh my for god! Somebody to be going through that. Yeah, if I did, if I did that for one day, I would probably just. Yeah, I'd need like a week off. Did you guys get like a moment to shine though? Like where you know, for for big shows during a segue or something, they'll be like, "All right, and now the Rockettes," and everybody comes out and kicks and dances, but they like turn it over and they're like. All right, everybody, look at the park and see these guys fly. They're, no, they're, they're that, the 2020 gold burners. No, it definitely wasn't anything like that. It was super uneventful. But uh, I will say they walked him over to me and I introduced myself. And then we like turned to shoot a photo. And there's this kid a few feet away, this little kid who looked like he was a skater, actually. But he's probably eight years old or something. And uh, Bernie just goes... Hey, little guy, get over here. Uh, come, come get in the photo. And he just grabbed him, and we just shot the photo together real quick, and that was that. <laughs> and the kid was like, "Yeah, I'm down. I hate billionaires." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then yeah, they just he just I don't know walked into his uh, his car in the motorcade, and then they they took off, and there were secret ser- service agents everywhere. It was fucking. It was wild. Yeah, yeah, it was wild yeah. looking at that photo in the background. I think there was like two security guards. Yeah. Like, I was like, why is that guy so pissed in the background? Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, for sure. No emotion. I think it's really <laughs> funny that they did it at Venice Park. Literally the worst, most 1% skate park of all time. <laughs> like literally like fucking like Justin Bieber skates there. <laughs> like it's really funny to me that that was a park. But way to be a trooper, Ryan, and rep for us yeah. skaters, man. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. He he tried to do it at Stoner, but then there was like this whole thing with like the the, the tobacco lobby and like yeah, it was just, you know. <laughs> yeah, what skate park would have been more for the people? Like the ledges Hawthorne? at the courthouse? Burnside, DIY, grassroots. <laughs> <laughs> Shitside in St. Louis, RAP actually. I think it's gone. Yeah. Deck Park. Yeah. I you know, I don't know. Oh yeah. I was gonna say like Love Park. <laughs> like it just Yeah. Everyone's like, wait, you can't skate there, Bernie. And he's like, I'll tell you what you can skate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can we get someone on the platform about making spots legal? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Public schools will all be skatable on Saturdays and Sundays. Yeah. Kristen, what's good with you though? Well, I had the pleasure of delivering the skate angel boards we put together. Um, put oh, a, awesome. put together 52 skateboards with about, I don't know, 10 or 12 volunteers. And myself and Tony of 35th North Skate Shop, we delivered the boards the other day. And that was really fun. Um, going to some of the, like, we basically t- uh, focused on organizations that 
um, have young people that have skated with Skate Like a Girl or the kids there have an interest in skating. Um, and so we worked with a bunch of like transitional housing shelters, like homeless shelters um, and other groups like the YMCA and stuff to get them to kids in need. And that was really rad to be able to do that. So I just want to give a thank you to everybody that bought one, including Tim Ward of Arizona <laughs> and oh, multiple awesome. people from across the world. Uh, thanks to both 35th shops, uh, Dave and Tony for hosting that. So that was really special. Um, and I'm excited to get the photos and the videos of the kids getting their new boards. It's going to be sick. I got a tetanus shot. And <laughs> <laughs> other than, <laughs> that's not very eventful, but they were asking me, they're like, all right, what shoulder do you want to shoot the shot into? And I was like, okay, I got to think about this because I've been learning switch manuals or switch nose manuals. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to be going to the left. So get my right arm. <laughs> and <laughs> lo and behold, I was trying one last night. I still haven't landed it, but uh, on the normal manual pad box, but... Uh, I did it and I fucking slammed so hard, like the edge of the ledge hit my shoulder. Ooh. And I was like, oh, bless up that I shot uh. my my right. <laughs> so skater's intuition. Did you, yeah. were you just re-upping for like a five year or did you get uh, by It was a, my 10 year. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude, it took literally two seconds. It was crazy. I was like, is it done? She's like, yeah, I already did it. I was like, what? Um, technology these days. Um, <laughs> But yeah, and we just premiered Scene Attack here in Seattle, which was like a pretty rad street video contest where um, they picked six filmers um, and they all got to go out with their crews and different skaters in Seattle and film like a little five minute edit over like, I think they had like three months and those just premiered, which got me so fired up to skate and film. I'm so stoked and shout out to my boy, Alex. Uh, He... I was able to have a clip in his edit um, along with like uh, some other women and it was just really dope to see like all the street skating and I'm just like really excited about that because just in an era where so much is happening on like Instagram and like skate park clips it's like just super sick to be in a room with a bunch of skaters and just watch different kind of fun street edits. Yeah that's awesome. Yeah and the last thing is that Pump on This is up for best indie videos. Oh thanks Transworld for putting us up there and i really hope we win um this episode will definitely probably come out after the results are tallied but uh if not you, go vote for pump on this uh, uh uh oh my system's malfunctioning uh, uh, my computer's smoking dude you already got the job ted calm down <laughs> i know they um, like I, make you sign in blood that like you yeah. won't mention any other publication um yeah. you can't be nice to jamie owens anymore uh, yeah you gotta be a huge no. dick snake him uh, no i love jamie uh he's been super sweet anytime we've um Sweet. I'm passing it to Alex. Uh, I'm super stoked on uh, Maite's part for Element Maite Steenhout. Um, I mean, I should refer to my foreign policy director, uh, Ryan Lay, about <laughs> any non-American skater. But um, I think Maite is uh, from Spain. Uh yeah, and and or Belgium. Judging by the vibes, yeah, I'm, I'm willing to say yes. I think she's in the Belgian. spots. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyway, she uh, she just had like a killer part for Element, and she's super unique. And a lot of it was filmed on VX, and I thought it was just like a great vibe, a great part, lots of friends in it, so many friends in it that we couldn't even really tell who was who sometimes. <laughs> but that's rad. You know, you start hanging out with people, you kind of start looking and dressing like them too. That's a good um, ass idea, actually. I want a friend that looks like me that's like really fucking good and just <laughs> throw a couple of their clips in and, you know, some Stunt people might double. give me the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Who would you be your stunt double, guys? Homie or star? <laughs> Dude, I don't know. Ted, grow your hair out. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, well, didn't, we, didn't we say that uh, Ted's uh, stunt double would be like Milton? Because you guys, somebody was saying in the <laughs> chat that you skated like or something. We, we, Kyle we said that. a little forward. Although, I know like four switch tricks, so. <laughs> yeah, I I love that part. Uh, we caught up on it four minutes before we recorded. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Did the did the dull and cobblestone drop in? Yeah, I don't know. It's that, that perfect classic blend of fun, mess around clips in between good tricks and then like gnarly stuff interspersed. Just what I like. That's what I like. Um, also, I like to see somebody on that wall besides Dustin Dolan. <laughs> <laughs> that wall's in Biarritz. Like the, I it's, think it's in the cobble. <laughs> <laughs> it's they they probably built a replica by they, now. They study. <laughs> Kristen, how was a uh, women's battle at the barracks? And Kristen Alex, and Alex. Because Alex was, I watched, a, I, I tuned into the live stream not really knowing that either of you were there and <laughs> immediately saw Alex tech decking with Vanessa Torres and then, <laughs> and then, and then Kristen shaming someone out of a trick that they barely, I don't even know if they toe dragged, Dude, like a toe totally was hanging toe up. Dragged. And Kristen was like, Fuck nope, you, we're going to need a, yeah. <laughs> You should have seen Kristen's face when the crowd started to scream at her after that call. And I saw her like go pale for a second, but she stood by her guns. She made the call. She touched for sure. Definitely. Yes. Stand by. But yeah, her like entire fan base was right behind me. Like a fucking bazillion flag was like, fuck you. Ah, like yeah. yelling at me after the, I made that call. Like, I'm like, dude, come whatever. Come to Rio. I fucking dare you. Come to Rio. <laughs> Uh, I would love to go. Did you see City of God? (laughs) Yeah, it was the most stressful thing of all my jobs I've ever had. Okay, I run like lots of events. I do lots of things. This was hands down the most stressful job I have ever had. Um, Just making the calls, dude. I was like, I literally. Okay, so they don't. There was no pre-planning. I didn't know I was going to be a ref. Literally, like maybe 15 minutes before the game started, um, like Lisa Whitaker's like, Hey, Kristen. And I was like, What's up? And they're like, Yo, do you want to read the rules or judge or whatever? I was like, Yeah, yeah, I'll do whatever. Like, you know, and it was funny because I was literally wearing a white and black striped shirt already. And I I had texted Alex, I'm like, Yo, let me know if you need a ringer. Like, I'm, I'm down to judge. And then literally, like, two minutes later, like, Lisa Whitaker's like pulling me over, being like, Hey, I'm yeah, the ambassador for women in skateboarding, and they've asked me to find judges. Um, but yeah, so I jumped in there and uh, I just asked, I was like, yo, let me just not judge Leo's game. Cause like Leo's like one of my best friends. And like I made a sign that said Baker four question mark. Nah, Baker's number one. Like I was like fully <laughs> yeah, yeah. like cheering for my homie, just trying to be there as like a fan. Yeah, yeah. And of course I fucking have to judge their game. And then against Monica, who I knew like both of them have some of the most tech tricks um, and that ground is so slick in there. And like so I've been watching slick. all of the games yeah. and I know it's like so easy to like slip out, but both of them are really like serious and focused skaters. So I was like, fuck of all games. Cause there's other games where there was like no controversial calls. Nobody dragged their toe. They either landed or they didn't. Um, yeah. But like my game, I was like, fuck me. <laughs> like, <laughs> And I asked everybody, I was like, the five minutes I had before I went on air, I was like, dude, do I judge like harsh? Do I judge like more lax? What do I do? And everybody told me something different. And I was just like, well, fuck, this is going to be a shit show. 
Um, and I, w- I was expecting you to say that Barra just gave you an earpiece and was like, I'm actually going to make the calls. <laughs> You're just going to announce them for me. Yeah, honestly, I was surprised. I, I really did get to make the calls. Um, but yeah, it was really funny. After I judged, I talked to one of the dudes that was like behind the scenes or whatever. And he was like, I was like, man, that was so fucking scary. Like, Jesus. And he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. He's like, if I could have been honest with you, I would have told you I I would never accept the judging role. <laughs> and I was like, wow, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, he was like, I would never do that job. Oh my God. So yeah, it was it was really stressful. And but I stand by my call and uh, you know, I tried to give a couple calls to my friends, but ultimately Monica was victorious and congrats to her. She's been fucking I'm biased. <laughs> <laughs> I was just joking. Well, well because I, mean, I called Monica on that, and then there's kind of a sketchy trick that Leo did. But like, I, I was like, at first I was like, oh, I'll redo that, and then I was like, oh no, like that was good. Because at first yeah, yeah. I was like, because it's like, what do you do if somebody lands and they like sort of tic tac? It's like in my world, like fuck yeah, that counts for sure. But I, f- I was gonna I say I sure. hate all those rules. I'll just fucking double toe drag, and we're just gonna run with it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I think uh, and well, and on, on defense for sure, but offense, yeah. it, oh, offense judging is kind of harder. Honestly, because it's like technically you're supposed to do it good or whatever, yeah. according to like their rules. Um, but offensive toe drag gets one more redo. So anyways, defensive yeah. toe drag has a bigger margin for error is what <laughs> it says on the rules. <laughs> I think they just want controversial calls like they want people to make bad calls because then they can like people talk people talk it. about it and comment about it and everything like they fully roasted Vanessa <laughs> like she like texted me after like they posted a clip like would you have counted this that way that Vanessa counted it like can well, you see the toe drag <laughs> was like the can, caption can you imagine how 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 the audience must have would have felt if uh Leo had won that game yeah you'd never you'd never be invited to Brazil ever <laughs> <laughs> shit Glad I didn't uh, jeopardize my opportunity. How yeah. is, how is it for Fully. you, Alex? Yeah, speaking of Torres is. Oh yeah, Monica's and Vanessa's. Yeah, we were uh, doing it with Vanessa Torres, right? Yeah, I got called up like a week before to host it with her, and that was cool. Um, we did a bunch of rehearsals, and uh, I think it was really cool that Ryan Denman at the barracks. He's like, I just want to do this right. Like, I feel like the intentions behind the contest were really good. That they were going to give the show to the girls. They were going to, you know, they were going to. Uh, really support us, support our art, you know, like our brands, um, our tech decks. So uh, <laughs> uh, I think that they they did it right. And it was cool to like, that's actually like the first time um, in my career of broadcasting, which I think is pretty short and ins- insignificant, but that they've had two female hosts. Because every time that oh, I've yeah. done Do Tour or Vans Park Series or anything else, there's always like a guy that kind of hosts and runs traffic. And then I just speak to the girls, you know, or something or like I just yeah, handle yeah. like the, you know, the analysis. And I um, to have me and Vanessa be able to do it. And then we like color coordinated by accident, too, because that was cute. <laughs> yeah. Very cute. Yeah, it was great. Like um, and Vanessa ran on like a real she did a really good job hosting it. Like she did all the um, the ends and like. I, we kind of like split it, which is not like a tra- traditional hosting role. I know I'm so focused on that because that was like what I was um, trying to do good. Um, yep. And also the barracks music is really um, uh, anxiety provoking. I don't know if you guys have heard of that, like the drumming thing for Battle of the Barracks thing that they play at full volume. I know Kristen remembers it. But uh, only, I couldn't I, hear I, or see. I was just blacked out. You blacked out from <laughs> start to finish. <laughs> I've, I've only been there with Ryan and it's been dead fucking silent in there and it's like you kind of are like 
should we be skating in here? Like nobody <laughs> yeah. fucking here. It's Dude. weird. I mean, because we do break in, but like no. <laughs> nobody's uh, here. We broke in through a window. Uh, yeah, that would make me so fucking nervous. Like, yeah, just everything would have made. Me oh, this there. I couldn't. I could never crowds, step the... out into that and do a flip trick. And I remember yeah. we started, oh, yeah. and it was Alexis versus Jen, and they l- missed the first three kickflips. And then, um, and then I was like, "Oh shit! Like we are fucked! Like no one's gonna land anything! Like it's so nerve wracking!" But then it all started to click, and it went really well. And um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Samaria versus Leo was that's probably the best, the best game. game. If people haven't watched any of the recap, I'd say that's the one to watch. That was yeah. pretty. Just good don't game. read the internet comments because they're brutal. People are so like so so hard on the girls that were skating in that. Like yeah. Just, they're saggy yeah. buttholes. Soph and I are gonna make a uh, a response video like we did to the WAF video comments. Please, yeah, yeah. Oh, yes. So stay tuned, because um, honestly, like those comments are like mean and stuff. But like, if you go into reading them with like, I am gonna roast this person, it actually feels pretty good. <laughs> like that. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's awesome. I mean, you know, and they're comfortable kind of saying that shit in public, so. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and they're always like, it. who are these little boys? And we're like, man, we don't know. Like, or like, <laughs> this is a lesbian convention. We're like, you're correct. <laughs> <laughs> you're correct. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to ask you, I mean, how do you feel about the the structure of contests overall? Like whether or not you have these like predominantly like men led legacy organizations like the barracks running contests and and kind of comparing that with the events that you've been doing, Kristen, or the kind of women-led events like Amelia has been doing with Exposure? Yeah, I mean, there is like a certain level of like bitterness I have, and Alex, you probably have it too, because we survived 2008, which was basically when a lot of women's stuff got cut. Um, and there was really no opportunities um, because we weren't marketable. And, and now we are, and brands are like, oh, like we want to capitalize on all these new skaters and this, you know, this growing niche of women and queer skaters that are coming into um, the community and into skate parks and buying skateboards and all of that. And so there's a certain level of like, man, like where the fuck have you been? Um, if you were helping us to build our community for the last, you know, 10, 15 years, imagine how much bigger we'd be now. But yeah. On the other side of the coin is just me being, you know, really grateful and stoked for brands to finally be paying attention and these legacy organizations and events wanting to incorporate our community and do it authentically to our community. So as Alex said, it does feel really good when men are like, hey, I have all this power and a space and resources and do you want to just like tell me what to do or just do it and we'll pay you like I fuck with that heavily um I'm yeah, I, I almost down. like um when I got the text I kind of like was really confused I thought it was a prank um <laughs> but uh I was it was like whoa when I talked to them I, I think that they're authentic in their intentions to do it right and I think that honestly like for like a bigger skateboarding ethos like they all kind of identify with the loner and the outlaw like I feel like skaters are are there's a uh, a commonality in that. So when they see yeah. um, the kind of fringe groups, like the you know non non male skaters and girls and everybody else that's kind of coming into the scene, I think that they do identify with us and have a genuine want to help us out. I mean, you yeah. know, not all I of think- them, but there's there we share that. 
I think especially like the older men that skate, like maybe not men that are younger than me, like I'm 30, mm -hmm. but like men that are a little bit older than me, I think really like grew up in like 90s skateboarding culture and being such an underdog and loner and weirdo and freak, like before yeah. skateboarding was like cool and normal to do. And it was, cause I grew up in the era where like, maybe some of the older guys were chill, but like the younger dudes were super cool guy. And um, yeah. I, it was kind of a rough time. Um, but yeah, I think it definitely like those older dudes really like have our back and see like the value in us. Like, you know, I've heard so many older men be like, oh man, what you guys are doing is like the punkest thing is skateboarding like yeah, since yeah. the beginning. So, um, and we're seeing people like that, like Mark Waters and people like that in a position of power now where maybe we weren't seeing it so much because everything is kind of being elevated with how skateboarding is moving. So it's kind of just, you know, as time goes on, those guys are getting more power and better positions and they're looking at what they really want to do with it. And I think we can do the same thing for the next generation too. Like it's just like keep passing it down. It's Reagan trickle down economics, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 Again, it's like, I envision a skate community where we don't have to be like, oh my God, thank you so much, like um, white dude in power of skateboarding. Like, thank you so much for the crumbs you gave us. Like, yeah. I want to get to a point where it's fully representative and, um, you know, all different types of bodies, all different types of skaters are running skateboarding. And I think we're far away from that. But I think right now the chapter that we're in, the 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 victories are big in that, you know, finally we have like our foot in the door and like, we're starting to run things on our own terms and all of that. And that, that feels really good. Um, and I think it's just going to take a lot of time and, and a lot of people like, you know, sticking their necks out and, and allyship and stuff like that to like, really like bridge that gap. But yeah, I'd say for now it's, it's pretty rad to be incorporated into like bigger events and, um, you know, have that ability. You know, I'm just thinking about some of the lesser known women yeah. skaters. I'm also thinking about Monica Torres in particular. She's kind of been under the radar. She came yeah. out in Street League a couple years ago. She's a really good skater, like obviously can like switch tray and like, you know, has a really good ledge game and stuff. Um, she's been killing it for years, but, you know, she went out to Street League and kind of choked in that environment. And I don't think she landed a single trick during her runs. Um, but then like kind of steadily since that moment has been kind of just continuing to skate, continuing to skate, getting sponsors and, you know, building herself up. And so it was really cool to see her win this event because this style of event is her event, you know. Yeah. And I just think about what events like this can bring that are kind of a little bit non-traditional, but have really big notoriety, like how they can um, elevate a woman or like non-male skaters career. And I'm just all for that and, and elevation and, and supporting um, new talent in different ways. Cause for a long time it was like, if the only way to like make it was to either somehow film a part and get it put out on Thrasher, like what Leo did or, uh, do really well in like a street league, you know, and now there's a lot more avenues. And so breaking out those, those opportunities for people, I think is really great. I, I have a thought about that or a question for you too. What do, do you feel like, so the thing that's been happening lately is you've got contests like Street League or Battle at the Barracks. We'll use those two as, as an example that are contests that were built for men and literally like the the contest itself, like the park that they build is set up for men skating and then they invite the women in to come skate it. Right. And same thing with Battle at the Barracks is, you know, obviously on flat ground, but it's not a contest that was invented by women. It was a contest that was invented for a certain type of flat ground skater, right? Or someone who excels at flat ground skating. So do you think that that kind of presents any problems? I mean, you said the same thing about 
you were talking earlier about uh you know monica kind of missing every single trick at her street league uh run a few years ago to me it kind of feels like that is maybe an issue that people aren't grappling with which is like maybe have the women build their own parks and build the event in and of itself i mean i think it would be sick if there was more input yeah for me i'm like okay it might be too gnarly now but like i think it's just all about the exposure and i don't think there's anything inhibiting women from like hitting the big stuff i mean we're looking at like risa and aori and these girls coming up from all over the world that can skate this stuff and they're like under 18 it's like i don't yeah. you know i, I yeah. have a lot of hope for the future i think in the past there just wasn't that opportunity um and if there's not an opportunity nobody gets out there nobody's the pioneer then nobody goes hey i can do that better and then they don't you know what i mean like it's just about getting the the exposure out there and getting like people to see themselves in who's on the big screen and then going home and practicing and getting inspired to like be better or be the next greatest thing so um i don't think it's much of a problem as of the what they build for people to skate as it is like an exposure issue like for a long time like women's skateboarding of x games like i don't even think it aired you know yeah. like alex yeah. you can probably share more i like to share my enduro cross story <laughs> <laughs> when I, I used to work for x games like in its um first couple years in los angeles and uh, the year that the wsa got equal pay we also got equal divisions for all sports so if there was men's enduro cross there was women's enduro cross and enduro cross is this like very um, strengthy motorcycle event where you're like battling over like naturally made obstacles. And um, I remember it was 2007. With humongous, heavy, heavy ass, ass bikes. bikes. Yeah. And, and so like that first year, it was a free for all when it was like the title nine of X Games happened and we had all these equal events. And I remember watching the women start on the live Enduro Crass feed and it was an utter failure. Like they, they cut the live broadcast because the women couldn't even... Um, finish the course we didn't know who won at the end they just like they just stopped it and we were in the booth and I remember everybody being like oh my god that was a shit show that's the worst thing we've ever aired like they were like falling like they couldn't get the bikes up it looked it was like the worst hour of that you've ever seen and I remember them just feeling like the whole thing was an utter failure and I felt bad too I remember like cringing in my stomach and then the next year came and the girls were fucking good. Like they figured it out. Like they just needed to be able to try it. And the next year it was like a really good event. And then the next year it was even better. And then the, and now it's like one of the most popular women's events too. Um, oh, wow. So it just took that, that like, you know, with everything in life with skateboarding too, like that, that putting yourself out there and failing and, or like being able to see yourself trying something or given the space to do it. And then you just watch what happens after. Yeah, like we we know it's possible because Pat did it. <laughs> but <laughs> you can uh, do it now, Ted. Yeah. Uh, How did Pat know no. it was possible? <laughs> See, that's um, the when when Arto's like the square trucks on the round rails. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then uh, Pat Duffy became a MAGA guy. So so let me pass that joke. That, so in your, in your in your in your view, Kristen or or Alex, like you think that it's it's fine that they just build a giant twelve stair rail and are like <laughs> kind of hold them to this this same standard. Look, I'm never because, fine dude, with a twelve stair rail. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course they can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, think, I, yeah. I think they can, and if that's the course, that's a course. Like, I, I also think there's like this huge thing about like women's bodies and men's bodies. First of all, that's fucking transphobic. Second of all, I just really don't think there's that big of a difference. 
I'm just going to keep saying it. Like, it's the only reason why there's a big ability gap is mostly related to the fact that less women and non-male folks have opportunities to go skateboarding, to try skateboarding, to be pushed. I think it's about socialization. I think it's about opportunity. And we just got to keep giving those opportunities. Um, And like, I don't know, I was talking to a friend of mine the other day that knows like cycling and the differences between men and women cycling are like really small. Um, And... Yeah, yeah same with I just running, I think. Yeah. yeah, I think we're just I mean, there's a lot of sports too. like, I don't know. <laughs> I also look at like what like the gymnastics, like the women in gymnastics can do. And I'm like, damn, like women can do that. Like we can do anything, you know, I see women like mm-hmm. freaking bodybuilders, football players. Like I think in the next 10 years, we're just going to see like just so many of the notions we had about what was possible from from what women could do is just going to go out the window. Yeah. Yeah. And I just wanted yeah, I mean, to touch on that. Have a smaller pool. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah. Um, well, I think Ryan, you're addressing like the space in general being built for with one person in mind and not another. Um, and I, I think that like you almost just treat those contests as um, those are those contests. Those are X Games, whereas there's events that we're starting like Wheels of Fortune, which is very much for us. You know, it's a completely yeah. Yeah. different vibe. It's like, yeah, it's it's not a contest almost. You know, it's just like it's. Uh, so I think that you were so used to like, okay, in order to pay the bills, you have to go to those spaces and you have to perform in those ways on those spaces. And then our spaces are for this, it's for fun. So we're reserving it for a different, you know, they're just different, um, feelings. Yeah. I would say, yeah, it's definitely a totally different purpose. And I would say like X games, even for men, like X games is a totally different experience than like, uh, whatever the Halloween at Tempe event that you guys do, you know, it's like, I don't know. Which just, if the Olympics was smart, they would do those contests instead of <laughs> their fucking Vance Park series. Um, no, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I mean, Raisa is uh, just a really good example of, you know, if if you start when you're young without those sorts of, I guess, um, I guess limits, you know, she kind of is like she's not really growing up in like a really big scene she just has a park you know and it's like she just skates it the way that you would kind of get your kid to skate a park and it's like so she just has kind of been able to like figure out kind of that layout just from growing up in it did, it, did you guys lose me no no i got you no. oh yeah i think um <laughs> ryan is like looking all confused i was like did i say some retro creator <laughs> like sexist <laughs> uh yeah can you speak a little bit to the you you talked a little earlier about the comments that you'd get on your Wheels of Fortune videos or the Women's Battle at the Barracks, but I want to hear your perspective on like the ways in which men tend to fetishize ability when it comes to women's skateboarding, but then when it comes to men's skateboarding, as you said earlier, they look at Nyjah and Tori Pudwell and they're like, well, he's not my favorite skater, but if we're if we're fetishizing ability, that is kind of where those conclusions draw us, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah, I would say I, like, oh, go Alex. Oh, um, Jeff Harrison, a friend of mine, he he once put it like really nicely. Like in men's skateboarding, you can be like, oh, th- you know, like whatever. Uh, Nigel Houston, he's a good skateboarder, but I don't fuck with that. And you can be like, it's fine. You're not um, being a betrayer to your gender because you don't like Nigel. But with girls, it feels like there's like this. Oh, I have to be like down for all the girls skating in the world or I'm like betraying what you know it's almost like we don't even we're not even allowed to like not like something or criticize women skateboarding in any way or like you know 
uh, push what we like that much because um, we're viewed as like all in it together. Yeah. And yeah, I, I think the same thing is though. It's like, you know, everybody shits on him. So I'm also going to, but it's like <laughs> in, in their like ability driven view that they espouse shortly and then quickly disregard. It's like, yeah, in what fucking world do you see Tiago and Sean Pablo as equal pro ability like people? Like yeah. they obviously don't give a fuck. Like <laughs> um but when it comes to like yeah, but the but the women just aren't good enough and you're like, well, half the fucking men aren't either if you're drawing that kind of right hierarchy. Um, yeah. Yeah, I definitely think it's it's really funny when it comes to like nor like your everyday skater thinking about skateboarding which is mostly men. Right. Everyone's talking about their aesthetic and their style and their pants and their whatever shoes they were. You know what I mean? Like there's so much like they're like, do you see how sick Dolan was when he just flew down that 12 side? <laughs> Dude, exactly. It's it's like variety is the spice of tricks. life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like um, like in your average, like mainstream skateboarding view, it's like, oh, there's all this variety and it's great. Like, I don't know if you remember like the PJ Ladd video, but there's that guy named Southie. You know what I mean? And nobody was like, who the fuck is this guy in here? Like, you know, but oh, yeah. he couldn't hold a candle a to like, guy. you know, Colin Fisk and um, PJ and Alexis and stuff. Right. So yeah, Ryan Galan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That so, one in there. So it's, it's, it's interesting in like your average mainstream skateboarding view, there's this ability for all different types of skaters. But then when it comes to women, it's like very focused on their ability mm -hmm. level and they're not good enough. Like I was um, watching a video of Una the other day on Instagram and just skating a skate park doing a couple like, you know, her little cutty chicks and big pop shoves and stuff. And this dude was commenting just being like, I'm going to get a lot of hate for this, but women don't have the same standard of ability level and you need to try harder. And the only sick trick in this was the pop shove because <laughs> you popped it. And this whole paragraph of all this critique. And it's so interesting to me because I'm like, are you critiquing men skateboarding in the same way and you know can there be space for women of different ability levels and different styles as well can we get you know be a part of that whole ethos or are we always just going to be judged trick for trick because if you're over here talking shit about una not being good enough like are you the biggest niger houston fan because he's just inarguably the best yeah. or are you a yuto fan because he's winning all the contests you know it's like don't change the goals of the game when you're talking about different skateboarders if if you're just all about ability level, stick to that. Then yeah. tell me, you know, your favorite skaters are, you know, whatever, like Tiago or, or Niger oh. or whatever. And if, if those two aren't your favorite skaters, then you don't deserve to, you know, critique women solely on their ability level. Um, also, I just like the idea of a guy who, like, goes to the skate park, just, like, sees people skating, having a fine time, filming with their phone, walks over and he goes... Um, hi, excuse me, a uh, person who didn't ask my opinion. I'm going to get a lot of hate for this real quick, but uh, you're not very good at skating. I, I noticed that. Like, what kind of skater goes around saying shit like that? Yeah, they'll only do it from behind a keyboard is what's up. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just funny to me. Um, yeah, I mean, I get some ability criticisms. Uh, one of the best comments I think I've ever gotten on my Instagram, I have this screenshotted. I just posted a, a trick at a skate park. It was the first time I'd ever done it. Nothing super impressive. And this kid comments, he goes, you're one of my favorite skaters, but that's a story post, bro. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Which, like, I love that people are just transparently talking about the, the hierarchy between feed. story posting and, and posting on your main feed. Wow. Yeah. That was fucking hilarious. Yeah. I just I just think I commented back like King because that was that's just amazing. That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, last question I have about... Uh, 
contest and then we can move into to finish in this whole thing. Okay, I'm curious about the ways in which contests play into women's careers in skateboarding and they seem like they're a much more dominant force. I mean, I know I've said this before, but I never really had to do contests. I'm terrible at them. Um, it's not a big part of my career. Uh, I know Brianna, actually Brianna, who just got announced to girl fucking finally. First girl and girl. Yesterday. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah, long time coming. Um, that pun her, was a long time coming as well. Her, uh, her, it's and, cool. Uh, I made it like a year ago. Her, her and Una have have spoken a little bit about this. That they're just like we wish that we didn't have to depend so much on contests to you know make a career happen. But it's like the only, it's the only alternative for us. Yeah. Um, and. I know that a lot of people were frustrated that Alexis didn't have a full part in the weekend video, which great video. We didn't get a chance to review it, but, um, and a lot of, you know, I, I, I heard some sentiments she only that did two other parts this year. and the yeah, animation, yeah. all the animation and all the, the animation. Video. Yeah. <laughs> no, and skated of course. Multiple contests. Yeah. So yeah, has a popped up ankle. <laughs> Alexis is wildly pr prolific. No, but the, the, the comments that I saw were like, Oh, it's frustrating that people like Alexis have to do so many contests that it, uh, hinders them from filming full length video parts, which is kind of what we want to see out of them. Um, so yeah, I wanted to hear your thoughts on that. Like, do you think that that's an unhealthy model or what are going to be some paths forward for women that don't include contests? Yeah. I mean, I'll just say, I think like Una and Breezy and like maybe Fabiana as well are going to be like some of the first like women skaters to have like pro careers without contests. I think before that, that really didn't exist, you know, aside from like some statistical anomalies, like basically Alyssa Steamer and Jamie Reyes, but you could also argue they as yeah. well did um, <clears throat> contests. So yeah, Alyssa Steamer did contests. Yeah. Yeah. But like maybe not in the very beginning, like in the nineties, you know, like they didn't have like yeah, her notoriety came yeah. from her street skating. Yeah. Yeah. I think Una, Fabi and Breezy are going to be some of the first to be able to do that. And they all skate with like a different style, you know, and they don't skate handrails. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, and you kind of have yeah. to skate handrails to be able to do like X Games and Street League and stuff. I mean, there's a few skaters that can get around it I just based on their that. sheer tech ability. Like like Leo is one of the skaters. Mm -hmm. They, you know, have been able to skate Street League and, and win Street League doing like nose manual like combos and no side, you know, 270s and stuff like that. But most of most of the girls that skate um, Street League in, in the bigger contests have to hit the rails. Yeah, I think yeah. that there's... um. The ones that are skating contests now for the first time in history are doing it because they want to. Like, no one is asking Alexis yeah. Sablone to uh, go to the Olympics. Like, she is fully on it. She wants to do this. She actually likes contests, even though they drive her insane. But <laughs> she's like one of those, like, um, you know, brilliant torn geniuses, like crazy geniuses that just yeah, yeah. is on her own. Pro I think everybody that's in the contests um, want to be there. And there's enough polarity happening in women's skateboarding that there's like room for both. You know, like what Kristen just yeah. said, like, yeah, like Uni, Una, Breezy and Fabi will probably have careers. They're going to have a whole the Vans video next year is going to be like a street video of just girl skaters, which is pretty unheard of yeah. since I don't and, know. And largely featuring those three. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So um, they're getting the platform to do that kind of other version of the career. And some people really like contests and some people have plans like Candy Jacobs, who I talked to. She's like doing the Olympics oh, thing. And then awesome. she's like, I'm going full on. I want to film part. I want to get back in the street so bad. Like I'm just I just need to do this Olympic thing so I can because she wants to do that first, you know, and then yeah. and then she's like, oh, I want to go film another part. And um, yeah, there's like it's just 
I think that um, in pre- previously we were like operating from a place of like uncertainty and scarcity mm. where it was yep. just this one contest and everybody had to fit the mold and get to the contest and skate the 16 stair handrail. Otherwise, you're going to have to go back to your AA degree <laughs> and your full time job <laughs> and your full time yeah. job. Yeah. And then so it was like that was the do or die contests were like you had to live and die by like one contest year, which was like X Games. But now there's like too many contests and too many events and like too many opportunities for everybody to make a living skateboarding. Um, so yeah, it yeah. it almost feels like the plethora of opportunities exceeds the amount of human beings that could fill those roles. Like that's just kind of what trying, I'm hearing from you're everyone. You're trying, Kristen. You're trying to do it all. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I, like I was just, I was just going to say, I'm not even a skater in like that realm. And I feel just like pulling everywhere. Like this entire year, everyone's like, man, you're just all over the place. And if I think back to why I was all over the place, it's all related to the explosion of non-traditional skaters and being one of few people that they're like, you're breathing and have a vagina. Come on over here. <laughs> we need your help. Best foot um, forward contest. Uh, yeah, so. Uh, also, you're a great writer with very good perspectives. That is not at all the reason why we wanted you on the show. Uh, oh, but, thanks, Ted. Uh, that felt good. Um, so the other guys said that. We didn't say that. No, no. Um, Candy is a really good example because it seems like in Candy's perfect world, I, I, I don't know. Like I, I met her for four seconds. But from what I've seen of her, it seems like she would be happier being a street skater, like in the kind of, you know, the model of Ryan Lay or Frankie Villani, or these are weird names. Uh, (laughs) 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 But, uh, you know, some people I think really do like contests. They like the energy. They like the connection. Like you kind of build social stuff around them. Like you see the same people when you go. But I wonder if like Candy is a great example of somebody who, yeah, ability wise, like she's super like self-driven could thrive as a street skater but it seems like necessarily um if she wants to full-time skate right now she really has to because of like her type of skating or you know whatever she is one of the few people who can you know comfortably and consistently like feeble a 12 rail uh so Mm -hmm. where she's going to be able to find like a comfortable situation and yeah going to the olympics comes with a certain amount of support you know healthcare and that kind of shit so yeah and for years after like being an olympian like the benefits like as long as you're not american let me add that yeah (laughs) Yeah, yeah. well yeah for europe every other country but america wow so it seems like you know whether or not she she wants to i imagine she probably does want to be in the olympics i mean it's like fucking you know if you skate big events that's probably fucking cool but um it seems like it's almost necessary still for a candy who could be a street skater to supplement or to prioritize the contest. And I don't know if that seems like that's something that should, that that seems like a problem, I think. Well, it just feels like you're just feeding the beast. I, I, I feel like a lot of people think that they can get into contests. This is men, men skating and women skating, but they think that they can get into them and then, oh, like I'll, I'll make some money or I'll, I'll do pretty well. And then I'll like move back into street skating. But the problem is that, it just feeds more contests because there's more audience for it. And then if you do well, you get invited to all those contests. And then you're thinking, well, should I go out and like try and film a trick that I'm maybe going to get 500 bucks of photo incentive for a month and a half from, from now? Mm -hmm. Or should I go to this contest where for contest winnings? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know, it's like in a lot of cases it's guaranteed, you know, guaranteed money. And then also you're, 
<clears throat> you, you know, you're doing your networking and all those things. So, um, yeah, it just feels like it's just this beast that can be really tough to, to get out of. Yeah. And I think in general, people live to their means. So if you make like 50 grand at like a skate contest, you know, you're going to buy some shit and then you got to maintain that lifestyle. So I, I think it is harder for skaters. And and I think it's harder for people that come from really humble beginnings to, you know, like I think about like, I don't know, some, some of the biggest and best skaters, like they definitely have, and the contest skaters, I should say, have a pretty like lavish lifestyle. So compared yeah. to like your average like skater that's making it without contests, yeah. it's like a little bit of a different vibe. Like I bought this $10,000 Theragun and now I got to make payments on it. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm saying, dude. Um, um, you did mention sponsors a second ago, and I kind of wanted to talk about that a little bit. And I hear a lot of talk about ability level and sponsorship and how I just want to say like those two things like do not always go hand in hand. Um, oh, and I want to chime in so. on that, like, cause I've been getting a crash course in marketing now. Um, <laughs> it's about also if the writer fits your team and your image and like, I, mm -hmm. I you know, you, you can, I've been having that battle around Candy Jacobs, like trying to help her find a shoe sponsor, you know, yeah, yeah. and it doesn't seem like she can get any takers. And they're like, well, she doesn't have a board sponsor. And they're like, so like so many people have to sign on for a skater in order for them to even get into that kind of like sponsorship yeah. um, position that, you know, they have to make it, they have to fit with the team and the image. It's like team first. And then do they match our values? I yep. dealt with that a lot in my career. You know, no one will touch, you can't get in a magazine unless you have sponsors that ride for the company or it's, you know, sponsors that advertise in the magazine. And then you can't uh, get on the companies because you don't get any exposure. <laughs> yeah. You know, I feel like Instagram has done a, a decent job of alleviating some of that stress that people can build a following now without brands. And then you can, you can leverage that. It, yeah. Leverage that in kind of getting sponsored and it comes with a whole host of awful shit. But, um, yeah, you're totally right. One quick question I had that was just to piggyback onto this conversation is I don't think there was a regular battle at the barracks this year. Is that right? Yeah, apparently they did the women's battle at the barracks kind of instead. Okay, yeah, is yeah, what yeah. I heard, Alex. Does anybody have any feelings? Uh, and I can gladly cut this, but I was thinking about it. I was like, you know, contests are a weird thing. Then there's this other uh, thing because I have to put in some propaganda. But so there's like skater of the year. You know, Nora was like nominated. Um, I don't know. You know, that's I think also part of marketing. Um, Alexis wasn't on it, even though she like absolutely killed it. Um, Dude, neither it, were a ton of people. <laughs> yeah, and and does it seem like it would be better to make space for people by having like a separate like women and trans skater of the year, or is it that that thing is so highly subjective and not like a real contest? Does it seem like the space just needs to like people just need to wise up to to expand who like what they think of as a skater doing a good job? Oh, that's a good question. There's like this Instagram account. Or like event, I don't really know. It's called Suck My Trucks, which is <laughs> kind of yeah. just funny, funny to say. Um, but they're doing like a women's skater of the year thing, apparently. Okay. I don't know. I just saw it on Instagram or whatever, which is cool. But um, I think the win for this, you know, question that you pose is is having more than just Nora nominated. Yeah. Um, I think yeah. it would be really dope um, to see, you know. Alexis up there this year or um Leo Ryan Lay was or... on there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Ryan Lay was on there. No Ryan Lay got my vote. <laughs> he, he, uh... Yeah, no, yes, he did. <laughs> that was rad. 
He inspire he inspires white male suburbanites across the Southwest every year. <laughs> um, uh, no, yeah. I, yeah, it was just something that I was thinking of, and I was like, I was like, is this just gonna like sit in just like this weird like kind of like token nomination every year, or like does there need to be like a separate thing, or like is there like you know what would be a better way to kind of you know fucking engage a. a good healthy I think, part of our community i think you run the risk that, oh go ahead no because that award is also not ability based like only it's just like who, who's like the most norcal ripper like, <laughs> that's wade spire every year that's yeah, what i've been yeah. saying man <laughs> yeah. um, um i've been well I, I think you run the risk of the same thing with like the olympic and people being not a certain gender uh problem like where you're like oh there should be an open non-binary division or something like that you know it's mm -hmm. like it's not really about making a whole new you know, department where it's like Saudis that aren't white men or something. It's like, yeah, yeah. you know, it's about just including more people in the Saudis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kristen, do you have final thoughts? Sorry. Oh yeah. I was just going to say, I think it's just a miss on the part of any entity that doesn't include more than one token X, Y, Z, because yeah. like, I think the women's community, like I just, I just looked at the list and I was like, okay, Nora again, like nothing against Nora. She's fucking rad super ripper definitely deserve to be on the list but when it's just one person it's kind of like come on man like it's just a miss like yeah. i think that our community would have been way more engaged if we were been a couple a couple of more familiar faces from our community up there you know yeah. samaria or leo or something like that to you know and then those writers post about it and then there's more engagement from i don't know like the whole other half of the world so yeah, yeah. you know should we burn it down? <laughs> yeah, let's do it. All right, funeral pyre. I'll go first. Contests. Fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> easy, oh, easy way so to get rid talking about it. Easy way to get rid of all this is just to, to just to get rid of contests. Um, yeah, my view is just that they're antithetical to skating and they inspire all sorts of awful things. And I mean, I I appreciate that they're like a, a tool that's being built for for equity right now but uh and you know i don't want to discount that a lot of people are excited about finding uh avenues and skateboarding through them but on the other hand it'd be rad if they could just you know film parts and do whatever they felt like doing you know the traditional models of of uh of skating uh and maybe we should change those but um I hear from a lot of people who skate contests, uh, women and men, that they don't like them and they're frustrated with them. And I think it breeds a certain type of skater that the kids that are bred to to only win contests and that's like their 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 deep burning desire. And uh, yeah, I think we'd be better on the whole if we just got rid of all of them, including Sodi. Um, I'm I agree with all of that except that last piece. That was fucking weird. What the hell was that? <laughs> no. Uh, I 70% agree. I think uh, some people do like skating contests, and I think they should have that ability, too. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was just curious, Ryan, if, if maybe there's some people that just grew up skating a park, got really good, and then just got thrown into the contest scene. I, I know that there's a couple, like, women skaters that are in that bucket that Jagger Eden. have never skated street. <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> yeah, um, potentially, you know all genders have this experience and and I and I wonder if like for them skateboarding is more of like a sport and it's all about landing it under pressure and they truly do enjoy that and I don't want to like take that away from somebody I guess I would just want to piggyback on what you said because I definitely am like fuck contests because I see the stress that they put on people that aren't aren't there for fun they're there for the money or they're there for their sponsors or they feel obligated and so 
I just would want to remove the obligation of, of skating contests. And, um, I want to, you know, that's, that's what I yeah, would, bring, espe- you know? especially when it's like this carrot that's being dangled over your, you know, it's a, your livelihood depends yeah, upon it, you know, exactly. and do away with yeah, that. that part of it is, uh, there's yeah. a perfectly equal argument that, that marketing yourself and selling, you know, all of your interests on social <laughs> media to people who don't know you is equally fraught. Um, and I'm totally willing to take that, but, uh, or that maybe we shouldn't have pros or brands altogether, but um, yeah, I don't know. I just uh, I feel like people are constantly, you know, this entire episode we're kind of tinkering about how do how do we make contests more equitable? But like we're, we're talking about like inherently competitive. Uh, yes, you know, mm-hmm. like it's inherently you, flawed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're 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 gaming hierarchy into skateboarding, and not only are you doing that, but you're you know. Uh, bringing in multinational corporations and uh, just all sorts of things that are, I I feel like a malicious force in skating. Yeah. And especially now seeing skaters draped in their country flag. Like if you were not repping the U S flag five years ago, like Brazil people, Brazilian skaters, they've been repping the flag all along, full respect, keep doing your thing. But these American skaters now draping themselves in the American flag when they win, it's just like, dude, you gotta be fucking kidding me. So yeah, corny. It's a little weird. <laughs> it's a little weird. Uh, speaking of nationalism, you guys want to talk about India's uh, prime minister? Oh, Jesus. No. The rounding up Muslims? Uh, yeah, he is like literally terrible. Uh, seriously helped orchestrate uh, like murderous riots uh, against them. But that's not this show. That's a different thing. Um, I'll go. Uh, you don't see this trick anymore, but I saw it in an old magazine while I was doing some research. And I hope it never comes back. Uh, it's a front side blunt slide where you crail grab. It's called a front crunt. And <laughs> it is God. the that is, worst. That is definitely going to come back. Name I have ever heard. Worst. Like, I, I hope it it's low right now. I don't see it much. Never come back. Never write it down. That trick has no name. You know that you're willing it into existence, right? And oh, that if, if you've learned anything from 2019, should we make that a trick challenge? If you learned anything from 2019, it's that it's that all of the quote unquote illegal oh, yeah, or taboo flip, tricks. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, crook back lip, pop shove it, tail grab. Ooh, yeah. crook back lip! I hate. Back. Let's not yeah. revisit oh, yeah. 2006. F- Figgy did it. Figgy brought it no, back. No, uh, Tyrone um, did it. So yeah, yeah, it could I, be like Palpatine I, and like secretly alive in the underground and is gonna come. Okay, sorry. You guys sounds like a Star, Star Wars, Wars thing. But. Uh, so <laughs> Nerds, all but of you. I just I just read it out loud and I was like, oh, uh, I hope I never read those words again. I don't even care about seeing that trick again. Die, stay dead. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Just like Palpatine. <laughs> just like Palpatine. I totally get that. <laughs> all right, Kristen. Uh. I just wanted to remind everybody that as skateboarders, we are inherently uncool. So yep. when you see your friends at the skate park, fucking say hi and give them eye contact. Maybe shake their hand or give them a hug. Yeah, I just lately been getting cool guy at the park. And I'm like, dude, I've known you since we were 13. Like, what's up, dude? Like, and I just, yeah, I just want to burn down cool guys in skateboarding. Just, we don't need you. Yeah. Chill, baby. <laughs> All right. Alex, you have a... Uh... You have something to, to take us out on? Um, I guess the teen pregnancy. Um, <laughs> I, Wait, team or teen? Teen, teen pregnancy. Oh, okay. um, 
like a lot of my younger skater friends uh, are becoming fathers at like 19 or 20. And yeah. and I and once they're like in and in, like I am always the person they go to to talk about parenthood and like and I always am super positive and I like stoke them out about it because they're not there's no turning back now. So this is what your life is. But uh, yeah. I had a con- I had a conversation with a friend of mine that's like really struggling, like with his mental health after having a, a, a newborn, you know, with with some a partner he's not going to be with, you know, it's and I just yeah. uh I just want you guys to use protection and to think about uh, your, I mean, skaters have no fear of commitment. Like we know that, like you guys aren't scared of anything. One type of commitment. Yeah. But I think just, just uh, that kind of, um, yeah, I just think that there just needs to be more awareness about that and like seeing, you know, and we all watch Minding the Gap too. And I just want uh, people to um, check themselves about that. So Thanks, mom. Yeah, sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> can I get on that? Wholesome, <laughs> wholesome mom yeah. energy right there. I love it. Yeah, yeah I'm going to plug, uh, if you want more access to contraception, donate to Planned Parenthood. I give 10 bucks a month on auto pay. I don't even see the money come out of my bank. It's like it, I just don't have 10 bucks every month. It's pretty sick. So if you can do that too. I do the same. And my, my pin proceeds all go to Planned Parenthood. I was That was the only place I got birth control as a kid. Um, same. So it's... And guys, you can go to Parenthood too, like, and you can get checked out for anything you take too. From so. the bowl, yeah. <laughs> Ted knows. You know, there's a bowl. There's a bowl of condoms. You can just walk in and take them. So, anyway. All right, trick challenge. Can it be switch nose manual? Because I'm really close. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's do them. Let's do them. <laughs> Dude, it's so hard. <laughs> let's do them. All right, let's do it. Let's do a switch nose manual fakey flip for the pro challenge because I've never done that before. I think Ted has. No, you've done switch nose manual fakey flip, right? I've done like a thousand. Okay. <laughs> what if it's what like if it's in just in front of you? <laughs> <laughs> what if it was like a uh, switch nose manual and you can just. You can do whatever out, like some type of flip out, maybe. So sure. then you can, yeah. you know. Yeah. Choose your fighter. Fakey heel out. Choose, Choose your fighter. fighter. <laughs> All right. Um, fakey heel would be kind of gross. Yeah, yeah we're going to start Because <laughs> fakey heel is like kind of the grossest trick because you, so, I don't know. <laughs> I and love I've been, this. I've been learning the switch nose manual and I, I tried to do switch nose manual and like be like, okay, regular nose manual and turn forward, fail every time and eat shit. Mm-hmm. So you have, like, in my opinion, I have to, from my experience, all the way into the switch nose manual and he immediately like look backwards like, okay, backwards manual because I know the feeling of a manual. Mm-hmm. Yep. So just imagining heel flipping out of that would just be so gross. <laughs> just yeah. launch yourself. <laughs> and I'm into it. <laughs> it's funky as hell, but uh, we'll give him our best shot. Um, all right. Are we good? Did we do it? That was a great we one. did it. That was fun. Thank you. sick ass funky track that you're hearing is by Alana Brine at Alana Brine I-L-A-N-A dot B-R-Y-N-A-E Jesus Christ I can't talk then our logo and graphic design the dog the skull the pink is by Michael Warfel you can find more of his stuff at Warfel also check out all the cool stuff uh, that they've done with Pyramid Country Skate After School cool ass shit Listen to this funny song coming up for our pro flow people.
is fuller. Of her is taller than Betsy Gordon, who likes skateboarding. And if you ever see Brian Higgins working on a DIY, help him out by digging. And Cameron Jimmo doesn't have a limo, but Tommy Guns used to. So there's that. Evan Cunningham isn't from Buckingham. James Martin had a part in a video, I think. summer, I guess it was, uh, I was in Sweden, uh, crossed over on a train a little bit to Copenhagen. I didn't have a place to stay or any money. Um, and Terrence was there and he, he offered not only for me to have a place uh, back at his hotel in, in Malmo, he arranged with the concierge to get me um, like a cot to sleep on. So I wasn't just on the floor with my bag and my sweatshirt rolled up. It was honestly one of the kindest human gestures that's you know, ever, ever been uh, offered to me. And so uh, that was really cool. And if I ever see William Rickman, I'll shake their hand and say, thank you for being so, so damn sick, man. <laughs> <laughs> 